hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Kiorofano, save the date, 3rd to 5th of November. Make sure you're here. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Um, it's so good to be with you this morning and a big hello to our online audience. Uh, I've been the senior pastor here for 12 years, but before I was a pastor, I was a house painter. I had my own business in the town for 15 years, and so I'm a tradie, and my trade is painter, paper hanger, and uh, that's my trade. So when I go into a new home, I'm looking at the paint, and I'm looking at the wallpaper, and I especially look at wallpaper and just look at what a quality job people have done most of the time. So here are a few of my tools. Uh, Here's a a brush, and this is uh, for pushing the bubbles out of the wallpaper and moving it around and putting it in place. And then I've got a, a, a blade for, oop, for trimming. And I've got another one of those if I drop that one. A blade for trimming and oh, I've got a ruler and a, and a, a knife and a pencil and a uh, roller for uh, rolling the joints. So um, that's my trade. I am, oh, I can take that off now. I'm a painter paper hanger, but the main object I want to use today, this is a spirit level. And uh, builders, I mean, Pierce builders, Joseph builders, I mean, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. But not all builders are as good as these guys. And uh, you can't trust the door frames or the window frames or the cornice or the skirting. You've got to have a spirit level. Because the, the very first sheet you hang, you want it to be perfectly straight. And so that's why you line that little bubble up and you draw your mark and you get your first piece of paper as straight as you can. Because this is what happens if your first piece isn't straight. What happens is as you go along, hanging piece by piece by piece, that little bit out seems to magnify with every sheet that you hang. And may I suggest, so it is with life. That little bit of sin, that little bit of uh, your life that's not dead straight and in line with God's principles. As you go along, sooner or later, you will find yourself in trouble. So as it is with wallpaper, as it is with life. So the spirit level is... uh, is, is what I liken to the Word of God. We want to line our lives up and get it as straight as we can. The Bible has a lot to say about a plumb bob, and that's a string with a heavy weight, and you'll see that right throughout Scripture, and it's the same principle of getting that straight line and getting your life into alignment. The Bible tells us that the pathway to heaven is a very straight and narrow path. And so the Word of God helps us to stay on the straight and narrow and to stay on that path. So God's Word is our straight edge. It's our true line. 
It's our plumb bob. And I love it that it's a spirit level because the Holy Spirit is God on earth and he will also help us to stay on the straight and narrow. You know, the word of God is so important, especially the age we live in. So let's go to the word of God. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5. I'm reading it, but I I know the scripture. It's like I can recite it. I, I, I love it. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not warfare according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I love the New King James Version because it's the version Jesus used. No, just kidding. Just kidding. It's the version I love because it's the version that I founded my life on, the New King James. And so it's the one that I've recited the most, know the most, and it's what I like. But I try and preach a lot in the New Living Translation because it's more modern and contemporary. And so now I'm going to do that scripture in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 5 in the New Living Translation. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So we walk in this flesh, but we do not warfare in the flesh. Our warfare is a spiritual battle against the devil, demons, principalities, powers of darkness. And these principalities, powers of darkness attack us. And where do they want to attack us? In our minds. I think I've got some of those. Yeah, look at that. Reasoning. We reason with our minds. Arguments. We formulate arguments with our mind. Knowing, knowledge is of the mind and thoughts. So these, the, the battlefield is in our mind. And we have an enemy that wants to get us away from the word of God and attack our thinking. So we must take every thought captive. We must take the word of God and the spirit of God and make a plumb line that goes from here straight up to heaven. So we want to stay center lane. We want to stay balanced. And uh, we want to know the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What can actually happen is that as we're going through life, what can happen is uh, we can have secret longings, desires, lusts, pride, greed, ambition, ambitions. Uh, uh, these things can emerge in our life. And if we don't 
use the word of God to combat these things, like a piece of wallpaper, we can get a little bit off and disaster will happen down the track. I don't know what your eschatology is, that means your theory on end times, but I think we can all agree that there is a period of time coming and it's known as the Great Tribulation. It's going to be a period of seven years and there will be a generation of people that see the Great Tribulation. And we could be the people that see it because according to the signs and wonders, it is coming soon. And it's going to be a horrible, horrible time. Hopefully, God takes us out. He loves his bride and hopefully he doesn't put his bride through that time. But as the, that time approaches, uh, I, I believe the world is going to come into greater deception. And I believe we need to know the word of God more than ever before. Otherwise, we could be deceived. So as Christians, you know, we want the word of God to be our straight edge. And so whatever question that you have or whatever you're facing, we go to the word of God because it is the word of truth. And so a good question to always ask yourself is this. What would a good balanced answer to this be according to the word of God? So whatever you're facing, whether it be ministry, the, the gifts of the Spirit, healings, miracles, whatever question you have, we go to the Word of God because it is the source of truth. When it comes to stewardship of finances, we go to the Word of God. What does the Bible say about that? I know we're, we're happy with healings and miracles and stuff, but finances... <laughs> <laughs> that's different, but, but that's what we do. We stay center lane. We say, what does the word of God say about this? And a balanced perspective, not the justification doctrine. They're out there. What is a balanced perspective? What is the truth on this according to the word of God and scripture? You see, wrong is wrong, even if everybody is doing it. And right is right, even if nobody is doing it. Jesus says that we are to build our house on the rock. We are to build our house on the Lord Jesus Christ in the truth of his word. Matthew 7, verse 24 and 25. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. So whoever hears Jesus' teaching and obeys them, follows them, puts them in place. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. And I want to tell you today that the storms of life are going to come to you. And if you are founded on the Word of God and founded on Jesus Christ, when they come, according to the Scripture, you will endure, you will be fine, you will overcome. But then it, Jesus goes on to say this. Verse 26, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine 
and does not do them. So you hear the word of God and you don't obey it. You don't line up your life with it. You use your own opinion. You use your own discernment and don't bring your thoughts into the obedience of Jesus Christ. We'll be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. The wise man understands the word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ and builds his life accordingly to that. The foolish person hears it but does not obey. Uh, last week, Jono, you, um, you shared a PowerPoint and uh, I thought, man, I loved the very first thing that was on that PowerPoint. I've got it again this week. Um, and the very first thing on your list was identity. I don't know what the second thing is. Do you go that way or that way? I'm not too sure, but whatever way you go, the very first thing on Jono's list last week was identity. A great word about how Christ is all-sufficient and he gives us everything we need. Everything we need we can find in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the very first thing on his list is identity. And uh, it's something that I battled with um, when I was young, and I believe it's one of the major reasons I became an alcoholic, because I, I, I didn't know who I was, and I wasn't confident, and I really lacked in my own identity. And something I know is that the powers of darkness, the principalities that come and attack our thoughts, uh, there's principalities at work right now attacking the identity of people, especially children. They're at work on the land, attacking identity, especially children. If we do not have a love for the truth, then we can be deceived by the deluding spirit that is on the earth. And again, it's attacking our children. You see, when I went to school, the alphabet was a, B, C, D, E. Wasn't it? But the alphabet today looks like L, G, B, T, Q. Plus, is there more? I don't know if I want to know that there's more. But this is being taught to our kids in preschool and primary school. And it's a confusing spirit that is attacking the identity of young people. So parents, I would encourage you to be talking truth to your children at a very young age because the world and this deluding spirit is wanting to plant lives into the minds of our children. And we are to speak the truth so that when the lies come, the truth is established. And you need to be starting very, very young with your children and what you're teaching them. Because there is a principality, a power of darkness, the demonic that wants to attack the identity of young people. And so we need to be awake and alive and speak truth. You see, parents are the agents that God has given to release identity into our children. We can't abdicate that. We need to be teaching our children the truth. 
you see, in Genesis 1 verse 27, Genesis is a book of beginnings. It says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, they were created. Very simple, male, female. And then in Matthew 19 verse 4, this is Jesus. Haven't you read the scriptures, Jesus replied. They record that from the beginning God made them male and female. This is God's intentions, that we are male and female. This is to be our identity, who we are. And so there is an attack on identity, and we must know who we are in Christ. And I'm, I'm going to read something out that is all Scripture. Uh, today we would call it cut and paste, where you just cut and paste Scripture together. But the Jewish people called it stringing pearls, and that's where you link Scriptures together. Now I'm not going to tell you every Scripture, uh, but I am going to read these Scriptures, and uh, they're going to come up, I believe. And uh, you may want a copy of these, because this is truth. This is the Word of God I'm declaring And so if you want a copy of this, because it's great to establish identity and who we are in Christ, you can get a copy off Caitlin. The uh, work hours are Monday to Thursday between 9 and 4. And it says this, I am a child of God. I am anointed with the Holy Spirit. I am the salt of the earth. I am loved. I am sanctified by the truth. I am protected from the evil one. I am holy through Christ. I am free from darkness. I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I am forgiven through Christ. I am beloved of God. I am justified by faith. I am not forsaken. I am saved. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am alive in Christ. I am a slave of righteousness. I am a heir of God. I am rescued by Jesus. Is that the identity good? Imagine growing up knowing that stuff. I wish I did. Instead of trying to find my way in the confusing world and get it established much later, let's establish truth in the minds of our young people. So the enemy is after our children. Do you know that they say, on average, the first exposure to pornography is six today? Parents, we need to be alive. We need to be awake. The enemy is going after our children. On average, the first exposure to pornography for, for, for our children is six. So that means it can be even younger. So we need to be aware of what is going on. We need to have parental blocks and systems in place to protect our children. You see, pornography is a big problem, not just for young people, but for adults as well. It's a major problem. And the world would say, hey, everybody's doing it. You're not really hurting anybody. But that's a lie. Wrong is wrong, even if everybody is doing it. And right is right, 
even if nobody is doing it. And what does the Bible say about this? Matthew 5 verse 28, Jesus speaking. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. He calls it sin. And that's what we line our life up with. doesn't matter if everybody's doing it. It's still wrong. Right is right, even if nobody is doing it. And social media, it's going after our children. Media, social media, it's a problem. The government is not the only source of truth. They're not the source of truth. God's word is the source of truth. There's lies in amongst media and social media. Vaping, it's so common amongst young people. How did this happen? Without parents even knowing it's happened. You see, on social media, you have people known as influencers, and they influence. And uh, vaping has been targeted at our young people. There's flavours such as rainbow sherbet, gummy bears, cotton candy, fruit loops. Who's it aimed at? Our children. And they say it's not harmful. That's not true. It might, there might be, all the elements together might not be harmful, but as it is heated, it is a carcinogenic. It is very, very harmful. And research has just come out that vaping is six, more har- six times more harmful for your mouth than what smoking is. There's lies out there that vaping doesn't hurt. Do we agree it's wrong? Well, I believe it is. But this has happened through influences on social media. And what I want to say is, parents, you are to be the influences of your children, not social media. You see, we've got to take every thought captive, bring it into the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we're to raise our children in the truth of God's word. Now, not only can I uh, hang wallpaper up and down, you know, you can also hang wallpaper on the ceiling. You have what's called a Constantina fold, so you're pulling out little bits of uh, wallpaper. I did this once, and I yelled, Lisa! I got myself in all sorts of trouble. You know how you've got to use that tone of voice where they come quickly because you need some help? Get up on this plank and hold this paper. Uh, I got myself into all sorts of trouble. So you can hang wallpaper on the ceiling with great difficulty, may I add. But I've also hung wallpaper sideways. And it's the same principle where you have to get that level dead square, that bubble in the middle, and, uh, and get that line as straight as you can. Because if you don't, again, you will find yourself getting in trouble. And uh, so that's, that's a level. And I just want to say that God is a leveler. God has this great big greater blade and he seems to be able to knock down the high places and fill in the low places. And that's what the word of God does for us. Jesus was a leveller. He pulled Pharisees and religious leaders down 
from their high horses and exalted women and children and sinners. So the Word of God keeps us level. The Word of God keeps us balanced. The Word of God keeps us in center lane. And so what you had when Jesus walked on the earth was Pharisees. They were religious. They were self-righteous. They were full of spiritual pride and they exalted themselves. They thought they were better than everybody else. And Jesus would pull them down. You blind fools. There was a spiritual blindness that came upon them. You brood of vipers. In other words, you bunch of snakes. You're like you're like whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones. You see, they got above the line. They thought they were better than everybody else. And Jesus would look to pull them down. And then when he walked the earth, there were sinners. People who knew that they were sinners. Prostitutes, tax collectors, various sinners. And Jesus would look to elevate them, lift them up. He often had an audience and it was the Pharisees and sinners. And so that's what Jesus wants to do, is keep us balanced. If you've got some spiritual pride, he wants to pull you down. And if you're full of shame and condemnation and feeling yuck about who you are, he wants to lift you up. That's what Jesus does. And here's my reality. When I became a Christian, man, I was an alcoholic. I was broke. I was wrecked. I was hurting. I knew I was a sinner. And God elevated and lifted me up. But I've got to be very, very careful that I don't get lifted up too far and become a Pharisee. And this is sneaky sin. And don't be blind to it. Don't be a blind guy to blind fool because this stuff creeps in. All of a sudden you're going to church and you think you're a little bit better than everybody else. And because... You tithe, and because you pray, and because you know the word of God, you become a Pharisee. Do you know what Pharisees are? They're sinners. They're sinners who judge other sinners harshly because they sin differently. We're all sinners, and we all fall short of the glory of God. Let's stay center lane. (laughs) And the Word of God does that for us. And I don't know where you're at today, but if you're just feeling a bit bit yuck and a bit condemned and everything, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, wants to lift you and elevate you today. And if that spiritual pride has crept in, and it does creep in, God wants to pull you back a little bit today. Humble yourself. Let's not be like Lucifer who got a little bit high and God pulled them all the way down. Let's examine ourselves today and examine our own hearts. Can I get the band up now? You know, I've got more to preach, but I actually feel to let the Holy Spirit minister right now. Because he speaks better when I stop speaking. Can you all agree with that? Can we stand to our feet? 
So whereabouts are you at today? Have you got your life in alignment with the Word of God? And what about this balance? What about this balance? You see, we've got to take every thought captive. Bring our thinking into the obedience of Jesus Christ. If you're feeling low today, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There's no shame. He wants to take that away. Jesus loves you so much. He died on a cross for you. Six hours he hung on that cross. He bled seven times the number of perfection to cleanse you, to lift you up, to exalt you, to bring you into the kingdom of God. You just need to say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross for me, and today I receive you. You can do that today. There's salvation in the house today as you do that. The Bible also says that we are to humble ourselves. And if that spiritual pride, that Pharisee spirit has crept in, we need to humble ourselves today. And we do that through repentance. We repent. We turn away from that thinking. We turn away from that sin. And we bring ourselves back into alignment and bring ourselves back into centered lane. So right now, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you speak to every heart. You see, we have the corporate word, but you can speak to everybody in this place individually. And I say, Holy Spirit, speak now. Lift people up and those other people, Lord God, bring them down. We want to be center lane. We want to be balanced. We thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the Word of God that is the truth. And that there's life in your Word. There's healing in your Word. Restoration in your Word today. Lord, we honour you. We praise you. We worship you. And uh, why don't we have a song now so that people can just stay in that atmosphere of faith and just uh, meditate on the Word of God and everything that God is ministering by.